Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Hey, what if your home's title, which is the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, that's called home title theft, and criminals all over the world can find your home's title online, and then they'll forge your signature, they'll take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, how do you know some criminal is not taking over the title to your home? You can find out with sign up at HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code Sean, S-E-A-N. Who does Sean Hannity choose when diversifying his savings with gold and silver? None other than the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. GoldCo is a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner with thousands of five-star reviews, and they've helped tens of thousands of Americans place over $2 billion in gold and silver. They're Sean Hannity's top choice. And right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. Go to HannityGold.com to learn more. That's HannityGold.com. Uh, Sean is out today, but he's agreed to call us to uh, talk about this. And I think we, we have to start the program, Sean, with acknowledging the fact that uh, we've lost a great one. Uh, Jay, by the way, thanks, thanks for doing the show, number one. You're a good friend. You know, you know what's amazing? And I'm... All these years we did this show together, do you know every single conservative friend of mine, you included, Laura Ingram included, Bill Cunningham included, I mean, I can't tell you the number of my friends on my that agree with me politically that just knew the guy that I knew together, that I worked with together, an amazing human being, and... You know, when we started this show, Jay, when Fox News went on the air in October 1996, nobody, I mean nobody, thought we had a shot. Neither one of us had a lot of TV experience, and and every single day, you know, we were working on really just trying to hold our own and survive in those early years. And And the amazing thing was that even though we had political disagreements, he got along with all of my friends. And, it, you know, he used yep. to always say to me, you know, your friends always treat me better than my friends treat you. And maybe it was a tribute to him over me, but um, he was an amazing, amazing guy. He, he had a, a wit, a sense of humor, a quickness. Yeah. And more importantly, I mean, he was... He, he was somebody that loved free speech. I'll tell you that we had him, when we're privileged to have him come down and join us at uh, Regent University for a symposium where he was one of the yeah. guests. And he was just phenomenal. I mean... This was a guy that loved free speech and did not mind, as you said, Sean, speaking to an audience that didn't agree with him, and they walked away, maybe not agreeing, certainly not agreeing in most cases, but they loved the guy. And and that was was the magic of Alan. And he also, because he had the stand-up comedy background, I can't tell you how many times I've often said that the most difficult people to debate are comedians because they can switch on a dime. You, you can right. think you've got them pinned up against the wall and you made all your great political points, and then all of a sudden, you know, he takes all of the air out of your balloon, and, and Alan would do that. Um, I want to say that, you know, when we started, Jay, 
in in 96. We never thought we were going to make it very long. And so we really collaborated and really worked hard behind the scenes together to make the show a success. And I know people may remember the fact that politically we disagreed. Right. But the one thing that we always agreed on was that we wanted this show to work. And it really did. It became a huge hit. And we we were both so very proud of that. And it was it was us working together as friends behind the scenes every day and, and trying to make this thing work. But the, the one thing that really stands out about Alan, you didn't know how just the political atmosphere is in the country sure. right now. Yep. And he, you know what? The mics would go off. He believed everything he said. He, when, when he wrote in his book, listen, it drove me crazy, absolutely insane. <laughs> but he believed it, and we we argue, and we'd argue, and we'd argue, and then after the show, we were discussing how we can do a better show the next day, and we were discussing. I'll tell you one other thing. You know, I, I without the everything that I've known for a while, when when he first was dying of his illness, and he had a big fight ahead of him, and we actually were, were more very hopeful that things would, would turn around for him. He said to me, "Was he goes? You know, I, I, oh, this is easy for me. I'm just worried about my wife. I don't yeah, want her to yeah. worry. I don't want her to be upset." And that that kind of captures the Alan that I knew. He, always thinking about somebody else. He was the most generous human being, the nicest guy to ever work with. If you got to work with somebody that you don't agree with politically, he was the guy. And I'm, I I was very honored all these years to work with him. I know people thought because we disagreed politically, we never got along, and that was never true. And and uh, I just have such a deep respect for him. It's a really tough day. I, I got like a hole in my heart. Yep. Um, I talked to Monica Crowley, his sister-in-law, and, and she's heartbroken. His poor wife is devastated. They're both wonderful people. They They did so much for him, and he did so much for them. And... I'm very, very impressed with every. It really was a tribute to Alan to hear from every single major conservative that ever went on our show today how much they liked him and how much, even though they disagreed, what a good guy, what a great person, what a fun person to be around. And uh, so it's it's a it's a tough day. It's um, you know I, I deal with everything. The one thing I've always had the most difficulty dealing with is death. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I was hoping this day would never come. I was hoping for a miracle. And I can tell you this, he went out fighting. He went out with great courage. And even in his toughest, latest moments in life, he was thinking about everybody else but himself. And that's the guy that he was. Well, as you said, Sean, he's a he's a great one. I I spent a lot of time with him on your program in the in the in the for so many years. But also, as I said, we've had him in a number of events where he spoke in, in debates and programs, and at, even at the dinner table with students. Usually, I would have students from Regent University around him, and he was so engaging, so warm. People loved him, and uh, yeah. he will and, we will not forget, and we uh, will pray for and know, continue to pray for his family. And he had a wicked sense of humor. Yes, a wicked. Uh, he was a stand wicked sense of timing and he had a way of deflating you know tense moments with that sense of humor and and that made him you know we used to always say alan's the lovable liberal and he loved being called that because he felt liberal should be compassionate he he lived out 
that life in his personal life. And so I, I have great admiration for him. I have a hole in my heart today. My my prayers are so with his, his wife and, and Mark Crowley. Um, yeah, you know, they're devastated. They yeah. lost, you know, a husband, uh, a, a brother-in-law, and, you know, we lost a dear friend. And I, uh, I was very proud, very honored, and I feel very blessed mm-hmm. to have had the opportunity to work with him because it was a collaboration. And, and we achieved more success than we ever dreamed of. When we beat Larry King, we became number one on that time slot. That, that was a big day. Global. Yeah. yeah, well, and then and we sustained it. And, we, uh, and, and when, even when he moved on, and by the way, he, even when he moved on, the sense of humor comes out, well, I elected Obama, you know, I did my job. Love <laughs> with that. That's what he said to me. Yeah. On air. And, uh, well, he was a true believer, that's for sure. He gave me the, communi- he gave me the co- copy of the Communist Manifesto. That's so Allen, you know? Yeah, right. Be- and, well, he was uh, a true believer. I mean, he believed what he said. He oh, wasn't yeah. pretending. That was, his, that was who he was. I think that was one of the real reasons for the success of the show. I mean, I think my audience knows you know me for a long time. Yep. You're, you believe everything you say. I believe everything I say. And he believed everything he said. But he had an ability to turn it off. Had an ability to. He had the human side of him. He wasn't like these crazy, you know, people in the streets and marching and trying to silence conservatives. The the one thing you mentioned, freedom of speech. The one thing we always, always, always agreed on was free speech issues. He because we both knew we made our living with freedom sure. of speech. It didn't matter if it was politically incorrect, if it was controversial, it was over the top. He was the staunchest defender. And he didn't like, I can tell you this, he didn't like when conservatives were shut down Right, I know um, that. on college campuses. He didn't like that his side was doing that. He felt it was a, a kind of, you know, liberal fascism, and he felt like, well, hear these people out. You know, let's have the debate. Let's make it free, open, fair debate and, and a, a dialogue, discussion, an exchange of ideas and, and principles. And, and, and I admire him for that, too. He... he you know, Jay, he died too young. I mean, yeah. he's such a young man. He had so much life in him. And uh, that's that's the hard part. You know, if somebody's 90, 95, you get it. You understand. They had a full life. And he was so full of life. The one other thing I want to add, you know, he he loved a microphone. And, and for his radio audience, and I know we share some audience, he loved Every single solitary moment he spent on the air, it was his passion, it was his vocation, it was his hobby, it was his life. Even when he was really sick, and I would see him, um, he still was, he was, he was pushing through and doing his radio show. And I'm like, what are you doing here? I used to, you know, I'd argue with him about that. I'd say, you need to be resting, you need to be taking care of yourself, and he, he couldn't pull himself away from the microphone because he loved it and he loved his audience and he loved what he was doing and he loved life. So I, I, um, you know, just because we have disagreements sometimes, yeah, I, you can really see the good in a person. And he represented everything that I would want, you know, that going to live true to their, their ideology and their principles. This to me, you know, he, he embodied that. And, uh, I, we lost a dear friend today, Jay. We sure did, and uh, a liberal in the classic sense, and the the the, the 
party that is now operating and the liberals that are now operating did not have the convictions of Alan no. Combs on free speech, that's for sure, and free discourse, as you said. He was a protector of it. He wanted to hear both sides. He'd argue. He'd argue intensely, but he would listen also, and that was um, – he'll be missed. And, again, thoughts and prayers for his family. And, Sean, thanks for taking time out today yeah. to and join then, us on this. Thank you for giving me the time and uh, our thoughts and prayers, really especially for his wife, Jocelyn, and, and Monica and the rest of his family, and uh, they're having a tough day. Yeah. Our thoughts it's and prayers will continue hard. for them. All right, thanks, Sean. Oh, Appreciate thanks. it very much. Thanks, buddy. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 